Hey, ladies and gents, welcome back to another episode of Let's Swipe. I am Amy, and I am joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Amanda and Erica, and we have a very special treat for you tonight. We have special guest star Scott, as you may have known from Listener Mail. He is Yay. here with his friend Carl, and we're here to talk shop tonight, so... I'm kind of starstruck. (laughs) No need to be gentlemen. So you want to introduce yourselves, tell our dear listeners out there uh, who are, you know, our awesome, awesome guests are. Go ahead, Scott. Tell them who you are. Okay. So when I, uh, I, I, I got divorced about a year ago now, I've been moved out on my own and I, uh, Decided I wanted to try dating, and I went online, and it was a disaster. I hated it, and I'm like, man, there's got to be, like, some kind of guidance to this, some kind of way that I could find a, a, a method uh, uh, to this madness. And so I'm like, I know, I'm going to look for podcasts. So I started lo- looking for podcasts, and I, I found these ladies, and I started listening, and pretty soon I'm like, man, you know what? After listening to a couple of dozen episodes, I'm like, I'm going to start my own podcast because there's a whole bunch of pitfalls from a guy's perspective that you guys do a great job covering what the woman wants to hear, but I think there's some stuff that the guys want to hear. And so I ran into the situation where every time I did something wrong, I didn't know what I did wrong, but that's where my friend Carl comes in here because uh, Carl has a unique perspective on things that uh, I just don't get. So, you know, that's where Carl comes in. So go ahead, Carl. Well, my name is Carl, and <laughs> gosh, I've, I've always wanted to be on air. So doing a podcast was something really exciting for me to start to learn how to do only because... Well, I can't get on American Idol. I can't get on any of those different things. So starting an own, my, our own podcast was pretty an exciting thing to do. And um, I have a bachelor's degree in social work. And um, I'm also, also homosexual. So I have been able to open Scott's minds up to maybe what more of the female perspective, nurturing, and um, I, I bring certain things up to him that maybe he wouldn't have ever thought about because he's he, he's a male and um, doesn't really think of those things. Really Sorry. wouldn't, think, you know, really, <laughs> really wouldn't think of going into approach a certain way if it wouldn't have been for me bringing up well did you ever think that maybe maybe you are being a little too much by what certain things that you're doing and so it just um we'd have really good conversations together and then we just came together to do this podcast yeah so i listened to your podcast and it's called act act like a man think like a woman correct yes um so where can people find that podcast so it's on uh, anchor.fm like you guys are, are. In fact, that's how I just signed us up for is because of your little sponsor commercial. So props to uh, Anchor for making you guys do the commercial because now we have to do a commercial too. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it uh, is a good podcasting app. So yeah, um, so, yeah. so we, we got, I got us signed up on that and then, uh, it's just called uh, Act Like a Man, Think Like a Woman. It should be pretty easy to find on that. How did you come up with that? Well, it was kind of a joint effort that we both came up with the name. but Act Like a Man and Think Like a Woman. Because women act by act, or men act just the way that they want to act all the time. But they're, <laughs> not, think, they're not thinking about what the women want. And I was going to say, I listened to your podcast and I really like the dynamic that you guys have. I've told, I, I've told Scott this off air, but I, I really love how you guys 
don't just like let the other person get away with whatever they're saying. You push each other to really <laughs> think about what they're saying and think from different perspectives. So I always like to hear that. So yeah, so I enjoy your podcast uh, a lot. Uh, so thanks for coming on. We really, really love it. You're welcome. And my audience is actually or let me rephrase it, our audience has also been mentioning to me that um, they like it when we go back and forth and we call our, we call each other out, almost like we're having a regular conversation, you know, so we're not getting away with certain things and we're calling each other out. So th that's a really good characteristic to have from what I've been gathering too. Yeah, and sometimes I just really rush. Carl would just shut up and let me get away with it, but <laughs> what are you going to do? Don't we all? <laughs> what was one of the things that made you, Carl, like have to, you know, kind of tap Scott on the sh shoulder and say, hey, man, maybe that wasn't the best way to do this thing. Like, was there one particular thing that started it or at least one, one incident that stands out where you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Ooh. An incident that stands ooh, out. Ooh, ooh. I got this one. Do you want to answer that? Yeah. Go yeah, for I it. got this one. Okay, so there's this lady that we both know that just happened to be female and single that, for whatever reason, me being newly divorced, thought, hey, she's female, she's single, she's my age. I should ask her out. And so I asked her out and she's like, oh, well, I can't. I'm busy. I'm like, oh, OK. And I let it go. And then a couple weeks later, I'm like, hey, are you busy tonight? And she's like, oh, I've got my kid. And I'm like, oh, well, I just wanted to have dinner with somebody because they just started opening up restaurants again, um, it, like last June. And uh She's like, well, I don't really want to date anybody. Well, meanwhile, I guess she was confiding, confiding in Carl that I was really kind of creeping her out because I kept asking her. And so that's how we kind of started talking. And I'm like, well, I didn't really even know I was doing anything wrong. But I, he really pointed out to me that, you know, I didn't even take into consideration that maybe she didn't even want to date anybody. I just thought I wasn't making the right angle. And so I just kept trying and trying and trying, and there was really no point because she wasn't interested. She just didn't want to tell me that. So that's kind of well, where it... Another episode is he actually went out of his way. Uh, he was going out to seeing this girl, and he'd made some couple, a couple of trips to either visit her on lunch or visit her on how, however you guys do, you know, you, you eat for lunch or whatever. And then he came back here and he said, well, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, and I'm like, what? I'm like, how, so? how do you, how can you even get that out of just a couple of times that you go to her work? And um, so that's one of the things that sticks out is that I felt like that, I felt like the, the process was being sped up too quickly on dating instead of not taking the step back to get to know the person. And you got to remember, I was married for 20 years. I don't know any of this shit. I just got plopped <laughs> in the middle of my 40s with, hey, go find a woman. Have fun. And so I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just out there trying it. And I need education. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been single forever. I've been single for probably like 15 years. So I'm not having any good luck on the dating websites either. So between the both of us experiencing these dating websites, we have stories galore that we can share about, you know, catfishing or ghosting or, you know, not wanting to speak to you. It's just the the dating websites are just so crazy. Yeah, I mean, we definitely have had our fair share of troubles on the dating sites. I don't think they're good for anybody long term, you know, honestly. And so 
So Scott, what's your goal? Like when you're dating, is it to just be with somebody or to get to know somebody and then see where it goes? Like, I think that maybe is where your approach might've been different than some of the, the woman that you were having lunch with, you know, have, what do you think know. about that? I used to think when I first got divorced, I used to think, okay, this will be easy. I'll just find me a new woman and we'll be done with it. And I don't know what I was thinking. Now I just, I'd just be happy to have somebody to go out to dinner with every once in a while. And that's really about the extent of my wants and desires at this point. So I don't know what I want. I think that's normal. And I think, I think having someone to go out to dinner with is a perfectly acceptable thing. I I don't think anybody on a dating site, if someone's on a dating site, they don't want to be single. So just remember everybody's kind of in the, we're all in the same boat. Just everybody is approaching it a little differently. Well, and and everybody has other things coming up that force them to approach it differently, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Well, yeah. And one thing with like the, you know, moving too fast, I think a lot of times men don't really recognize for women how kind of scary the landscape can be. And so somebody moving a guy who is who is being aggressive and I don't mean aggressive in like a negative way, but like who's trying to say, hey, I'm really interested. But to women that might be coming on as like too much and we have to kind of navigate like heterosexual women have to navigate our safety in that as well and so I think that also might be where some disconnect happens because I know we've talked a lot about guys who too quickly and I'm somebody who likes to meet early in non-pandemic times um, but just guys who do come on a little too strong and it's like I don't really know you yet and I don't know that you should have that information about me you know or whatever and so I think I think that's kind of a gender thing just because of the realities of our experiences, you know, and, and that kind and of thing. The, truth, the other thing the I would add is, to that is, is um, being really excited about meeting someone and being very, very open and, and energetic about getting back out there. It's so easy to misconstrue that, especially online, because you don't have the benefit of body language or or any of the other things that dating in person is a whole lot easier. <laughs> dating in a pandemic is hard enough and you've got all of these things that just make it so much more difficult. And I know um, Amanda and I are both kind of on the same fence about not meeting anyone too early during the pandemic just because of safety concerns too. So yeah, like not even gender safety concerns, just like pandemic safety concerns. Exactly. (laughs) So there's like this whole nother level of stuff to deal with now too. Yeah. Well, so uh, tell us what sites are you guys on? I am on, I'm on Bumble. And honestly, before this podcast came up, I had been on Bumble, Plenty of Fish, and OkCupid. Um, I didn't delete the the sites, but I uninstalled them from my phone. So I'm technically considering that that I I'm not on it anymore because I don't plan on reinstalling it. Um, and it's it, a lot of catfishing, a lot of ghosting. Like, they'll have a conversation with me. Hey, how are you? Hey, good, how are you? Uh, not even asking for pictures yet. That's the other thing that I'm irritated with with these websites is that, like, 90% of the men are wanting these pictures and these, oh, do you got a pic? If you don't have a pic, well, then they'll, they won't speak to you anymore. So it hasn't even gotten to the extreme of wanting pics or anything like that, but we'll have a good conversation for a small amount of time and then and then they'll ghost me. They won't they won't be anywhere to be found. My other issues is not only 
not only am I homosexual, I don't drive. I haven't driven in seven years, so I don't have a driver's license. And then I also just got let go of my job January 8th, so I've been unemployed. So can you imagine if I was really rigorously honest on these websites and I posted all of these things that have just happened to me in my life, just to be honest, I'd be like, fuck you. I, you know, you don't, <laughs> you don't have anything together. You have absolutely nothing together. I but, feel you, brother. I am unemployed, too. But it's hard because with this pandemic, it's really hard because if you were to end up getting to the extreme of meeting up somebody for a date at a restaurant, you'd be able to see that body language. You'd be able to have more of the conversations to get to know the person to at least be prepared on what to expect if you were going to get closer to this this person and there's just not much of it it's Mm -hmm. you either this is what you have this is what you got you have a job okay fine i'll date you if not boom you're out it's 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 hard yeah so i'm on um i'm on okcupid which i actually paid for the account for six months and because of your words of wisdom, I'll have to watch for when it uh, renews so I can make sure I don't renew it because uh, I haven't had much luck with it so far. Um, and then I'm and then actually the the biggest one that I've had the best luck with, and I know you guys have said you don't really like it that much, is the Facebook dating. Um, I've actually gotten the most conversations and the most uh, uh, dates out of the Facebook dating site, and I think that's because. I can um, really pinpoint how far out I go and being where I live, I know, you know, all the areas around here and it's really easy for me to find somebody local enough that I can say, hey, I grew up in this area. You know, I know this area very well. Would you like to go out to dinner? And, you know, it's really easy to find a uh, to get a date that way. But, uh, yeah, the Facebook dating has so far been the best one that I've had. I had a couple of conversations with some people on Plenty of Fish, but that is kind of the bottom feeder. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It, it It's like for it some too. reason, for some reason, anybody who goes on there is really not serious about being on there. They're just. Aren't, like, 50% of the people who are on Plenty of Fish just, like, accounts that forgot Plenty of Fish existed <laughs> and they signed up 20 years ago for it? Like, I just... Yeah, that and they're, they're robots. They're not even real. Yeah. So, I'm interested oh. in this Facebook dating. I, I haven't done it. It, it. it creeps me out too much. I, there's people who I'm Facebook friends with that... I don't really want to know anybody in their circles and vice versa. And so I'm not, I'm not on there. Um, but so you, but you like it, Scott, have you had I'm, any awkward encounters on there with people that like were friends of friends of yours? Or, or, not really. Or, uh, or like friends of your girlfriends of your ex yeah. or, or, or people that you had a mutual acquaint, acquaintance with before you got divorced Mm, no in fact uh if i see that they're somehow uh can if i see that they're somehow connected to an ex or something like that i'll uh just uh you know not like them you know just avoid them Mm -hmm. um i had and then they've got that thing with that uh, secret crush. I won't even touch that with a 10-foot pole. What's That's a the, secret crush? What's that? There's a section in there where you can actually go in there and put all of the people that are your actual friends in as a <gasps> secret crush. Oh, and God, if they is... like you too, Whoa. it'll connect you. And oh I'm like, God, no way that's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, that's all I need to do is to get a sexual harassment lawsuit at work for something stupid like that. 
guys. Wow. Yeah. I'm really excited to go try it, but not the secret crush thing, because that would be really traumatizing if one of my friends found out that I had a crush on them or something. Well, they can only find out if they if put they, that like they have back. a crush on you, too. Well, then I'd be devastated because they didn't like me back. <laughs> so that's good. At least that's a kind of like it's not this. It's it's a less creepy than it originally sounded. So I'm glad that you clarified that both. Right. Yeah. You know, I feel like yeah. maybe I need to do some reconnaissance work for the sake of the podcast and go scope it out for you guys. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> because like so far the people that have been related are like like my tattoo guy has like every other girl on there i swear within a 20 mile radius is friends with him you have a secret you have a secret crush on your tattoo guy no my (laughs) tattoo guy that i'm friends with on facebook is like mutual friends with these girls but then the other thing that's kind of handy about that and this is kind of the i guess the backwards way of it is that once you know who their friends are you can go look at their pages and be able to look at other pictures besides what they post so i guess maybe that is a little bit backwards but you really shouldn't post anything on facebook that you wouldn't want the public to see anyway so well, yeah, but these are photos that are set to public, though, right? It's not right. like you're finding some way to get into no, something that Facebook maybe is dating just... has its own like server. Like none of the pictures that you put on Facebook dating are related to your Facebook page. And the weird part about it is you can't get your Facebook dating to open up on anything but your phone. Like it doesn't even exist on a laptop or a computer. Interesting. For mine, for mine, it comes up. I'm on Facebook dating because he told me to do it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> and dear, um, dear listeners, the eye roll the, is wonderful. <laughs> thank you. The, um, uh, but I'm able to get on it the same way that I get on like Marketplace or something. I go to the Marketplace and scroll all the way down, and it says dating, and then it'll come up. So have but, you had any luck on there, Carl? Not on Facebook dating, but going back to the original conversation, talking about running across people that you may know or whatever, I was friends with a whole bunch of females in high school. And a lot of the females that I had friends with in high school, we there were a couple of male friends that came together and we went we would party or whatever so me and bob always would show up at these pool parties that our girlfriends were having or any gatherings and stuff and we both weren't out of the closet when we were in high school because sandwich high school didn't even know what the the term meant so i'm not going to jeopardize my safety by doing something like that then mm-hmm. um but it turned out we both came out of the closet and we had didn't we hadn't um ran across each other in a couple of years and when when we finally did reunite at our friend's house I have seen him on every single dating website that I've been in, on and off of. Okay, Cupid, I saw him. You know, I'd scroll through these pictures and I'm like, Bob, I can't even get away from Bob. You know, and then, okay, Cupid, plenty of fish, Bumble, I found him on Bumble, and Bumble's one of the newest ones. And, I've had him reach out to me and say, hey, how's it going, you know, or whatever. But that's about the extent of me seeing people that I know. I think there's been one other person, but that person I could never get away from. I mean, he was on every single dating site. How does it work, like, especially in your experience, Carl's, you know, maybe not just, you know, seeing Bob. Do you see repeats on some of the different sites i mean have you maybe reached out to somebody on one site and it didn't work out and then you see them on another site or maybe they contact you another site even though they didn't necessarily reply like so how was that for you from you know 
well, your experiences. It stops me in my tracks, and I say, Tyler, wait a second. I saw Tyler back on Plenty of Fish two years ago or a year ago. Like, the the same pictures, yes, they're on every site. You know, I will see Tyler. I'm just throwing out Tyler. I'll see Tyler on Bumble, and then I'll go to OkCupid, and then it'll be a, a, a picture that might not be as clear or it might have something else in it. But it's the same person. All the time. And what about you, Scott? Have you like? And I know we're all. It's it's a smallish area in our particular age group and preferences makes for a small thing. But I mean, have you run into the same thing where maybe you've reached out to somebody or somebody's reached out to you and didn't pan out on like platform A, and then you run into them or they contact you on platform B, and you're like, well, we had this conversation, <laughs> you know, back um, here. You I, know. We had it on platform A, and didn't like it. <laughs> I can't honestly say that I actually have had that happen. I think I've seen one or two people on there twice, but I've never held a conversation with any of them. More than once. But that's the other thing, too, is when I'm on these, I'm really selective, and I just don't swipe based on the look. I really go through and read all the profile before I, I, I swipe on them. In fact, on the OkCupid, I think I'm up to over 2,000 questions answered because every time I find somebody that I think might be interesting, I'll go and look at their questions and I'll answer every single question that I haven't already answered. And somehow over the the last couple of weeks, I managed to hit the 2000 marker. And now I'm like, oh, wait a minute, somebody else is going to go on and see 2000 questions. Doesn't this dude do anything else? So I don't know if that's a deterrent or not. but It's definitely not for me. I, I hate when there are people who only answered like, 30 questions and it says we're a 96% match. Well, it's like, why? Because we both like pizza. I mean, that's really the extent of what we know from 30 questions. Oh, I've, 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 I've had a couple of them where it's like, you're 98% compatible and or matched. And I look and it's like, we have 14 questions on the other person. I'm like, how do you even get away with, I didn't even know you could answer that little questions. I thought it made you do more than that, but do you feel like the um, like the when it does match you up with someone and it says, oh hey, we have a 98% match rating, and then you go in and you look at look at the questions and assuming that there are enough that you have some comparison, do you feel like the matches are are accurate or is it just kind of does it feel kind of random like oh this yeah. is just more of a person that they're suggesting to me because yeah. we both like pizza. After a little while, I stopped looking at the ones that we have in common, and I really only look at the ones that we don't have in common, because those are where the deal breakers are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. And it's always shocking to me to see, like, when there are some of my major deal breakers where I have it listed as being very important or a deal breaker or whatever, and then we'll still be a high match. And I'm like, how? Yeah, <laughs> so- I I don't understand how their all their algorithm works at all. And, and I don't really understand how they come up with some of the questions. Like, like, would you be willing to pee on your partner if they asked <laughs> you to? I'm like, what the hell? Well, Who I mean, even thought of that as a question? That's like a fairly normal kink that people have. I mean, I guess, so, but you know, is that something you really want to answer up front? <laughs> Well, well that's well, probably yeah. an important thing. <laughs> I, I have a friend who's who's into that. And if if he yeah. was on OkCupid, that would be a, an important question for him. Yeah, I can see important things like that needing to be on the profile or question or how, however, because they're not going to want to go through the extreme of, trying to get to know this individual going on dates and stuff to bring them home and be like, Oh, well, sorry, I don't like doing that. So that would be a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot to answer your question, Scott, about who comes up with the questions. I think a lot of them are users. Like I think you can submit questions after you, I think maybe you have to have answered so many questions yourself. Yes. You probably have answered enough. And then you can create your own questions, I think. They might oh. I think they get reviewed, 
but way back in the day, whenever OKCupid okay first started, when it was it was a, uh, I think this was even before it was a a 100% dating app. It was a thing where you could go in and take quizzes and things like that. Yes, and, yeah. I yes. And they had a thing. It was like you answered a certain amount of questions and then you could submit your question. You only got to submit a question if you answered a certain amount. Because I remember I had a question. I'm like, I answered all of my 3,000 questions or however many it was. And I had a question and someone had already asked it. So they're like, do you like orange juice? Like, that's not what I wanted to ask. (laughs) (laughs) I was so upset. (laughs) We were talking, like, I wish OkCupid would go back to that, because it was a lot more fun when it was a little, it, it felt more user, user-centric. user Now it feels more swipe culture. It, it just doesn't have the same feel that it used to. When mm-hmm. We've talked about this a couple of times, but I don't know how you guys feel about OkCupid versus other, other sites. Well... I think the big one for me on OkCupid is that I'll have like two sentences worth of a conversation with somebody and then they'll disappear. It's like, wait a minute, I didn't even get to ask anything or answer anything. It was like, hey, how are you? And then it's and then it's like, oh, I'm fine. How are you? And then I'll be like, oh, I'm at work. I'm doing this. I'm working on this today. What are you doing? And then they're gone. It's like. Wait a minute, I never even got to ask anything. <laughs> so, it's kind of irritating. Extremely. And, and in my experience, I have had multiple small talk conversations with certain individuals, but the question that always makes me uh, stop talking to them is, do you have any pics? I always get, do you have any pics? I don't want to show any pictures as far, and I mean, you know, pictures, pictures. Yeah. You uh, know? No, okay. Because I was like, wait a minute. But I'm like, oh. I, I'd, be more than, I'd be more than happy to show, you know, pictures in general so they can get a good idea. Um, but they're always asking for, you know, too explicit stuff and I, I believe that that needs to be explored when you're in person, and mm-hmm. I always get dick pics. Do you want, <laughs> or, or however they word it? It's just I, I don't like doing that. Is it maybe, and this is again completely outsider view, like just from you know the few people I know that, you know, guys that are who are homosexual. It's just like part of like the dating scene is kind of a little bit more direct and to the point when it comes to intimacy or at least like hooking up. I mean, is that why you feel or yeah. I mean, does it change? I mean, was this something where, and I know we didn't have quite the access that we did 20 years ago with internet stuff versus today, but is it, is it the same type of culture or do you think it's changed because there's just like, it's a way easier, you know, to, to want to ask, like, let me see the goods, you know, before we go any further, you know. Well, that that's a good point to bring up, too, because if you think about it, that might be why some of these people do that. Let's get to the goods and see, you know, if see if we're interested in it, you know, before we even get that way. Um, I'm just um, it's just been my experience. I think I think I get uncomfortable and I don't. I feel awkward doing it, so that's why I end up not not doing it. And most of the time that I have, they haven't, you know, they've ghosted me just like Scott was mentioning. I don't hear from them again, you know. So it's it's up in the air. Like sometimes I, I don't know. I feel weird doing it. Oh, it <laughs> seems odd, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I would but, not feel comfortable doing it either. Uh, right, but again, it's not our it's not expected of us or it's not, you know, something that we're like, Oh, like all I can do to hold back from showing it, (laughs) you know, right? (laughs) the inclination is different, you know, on our side of the aisle, so to speak. So, yeah. Yeah. 
So what you, Scott? Are you asked to show any Nobody's good, ever or? given me any boob pics or anything else, so. <laughs> he He's still in the in intermediate stages. You'll get it, I promise. <laughs> I, it hasn't happened. I'm just counting down the days, waiting. Nobody sent me any boob pics. <laughs> well, the internet's a wild place, like... You never know. <laughs> Your time is coming, young Padawan. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if, I'm going to send him a pic in a little bit just with my shirt off. Just to, <laughs> yeah. You, know, you don't just... count, Carl. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're still here with Carl and Scott. Mm. I want to know if you guys have had any positive encounters or experiences from online dating. I had one. I've had a couple of close, like I thought they were going to turn into something, but inevitably they just never really pan out. I, I suppose the positive out of all of them is that all of them I've determined that at some point Either they disappeared because they just weren't interested or I did something wrong. And if I did something wrong, I've been able to learn from it. So at least that's the positive is that I can say I, I'm I'm really big into self-improvement and I really try and learn something new every time I have an experience. And this has been one big learning curve for me, so... I, I have learned quite a bit since I've been out here. Well, that's awesome. I mean, you know, obviously we all hope to find love on the dating sites, but that's a pretty good thing too. And you're kind of doing a crash course in dating since you've been off the market for so long. And you, so you started at a really difficult time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, I mean, uh, when I had to go to court wearing a mask while the judge finished off our divorce, that was, you know, a sign <laughs> that it was not going to be fun times ahead. <laughs> yeah. That's unique. And it's going to be something like when, you know, you do find that someone like the stories that you'll tell, like before you met that person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess a quick question is now that you have you know, a couple of ladies here. Um, anything that you would like to hear from us, just not advice, because I feel like that's a little too um, presumptuous, but anything you would, yeah, any questions you might uh-huh. have that we'd be able to help out with. Okay. I've been listening to you guys forever. <laughs> I've never heard you guys talk about marriage. Ever. Any of you guys even ever get close to no. being engaged nope. or close to married? I have. I have. Um, and it was just something that I, I mean, when I was younger, it was like, well, you know, this is something you should do. And it just didn't, I guess, luckily, like, you know, didn't pan out. But it was just not a natural inclination for me but I think I'm an outlier you know as far as that goes I don't mind like cohabitating or um, my last ex we discussed because uh, he'd been married and divorced and he was like I ain't doing that again I'm like well that works for me because I don't want to do it period um, but at least like a registered uh, common domestic partnership just in case one of us was in the hospital I don't feel this day and age that you know, if I was in the hospital or vice versa for him, one of us is going to get bounced out of the, you know, the hospital room. But you never know with some of this stuff. But that's about as close that I have. Well, I mean, I, I guess I wasn't necessarily talking about, like, have you been as much as when you're talking, when you guys talk about your goals, your end game, I mean... Is your end game to be married, to grow old with somebody? So my end game is to find a life partner. And I would like for marriage to be incorporated into that. But I think that 
if marriage is the goal, that's not necessarily a good foundation, right? So like marriage is something that if I meet somebody and we're, we work well together and we're going to make a lifelong commitment, like I'm, I'm religious and I, I will probably get married if it comes to that. And that's great. But it's like, I want to find the right person to spend my life with. And if I'm just thinking marriage, 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 then I feel like I'm not actually looking at what's important. I'm looking at this weird societal goal that says we should all be married. And I've always been someone who's believed, I mean, people get divorced and I have no judgment when people get divorced. And I know people who needed to have gotten divorced, but I've always wanted to get married, which I think most people do if they get married, they don't want to get divorced. And so I've taken that really seriously. And so there have been men that I've been in love with and also known we are not right for each other. And so I've never wanted to rush into that. And um, it's also, it's one of those things where it will be nice if that happens, but I'm also not a girl who ever had a scrapbook of like my wedding planned out because it's not for me. It isn't about that. It's about just finding my person and sharing a life with them. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I, I think that's, that's certainly why I don't talk about marriage as the goal. And also, I mean, I think too, just realistically, like, I've come to a point in my life where I'm in my 40s and it hasn't happened yet. So I've also come to terms with the idea that it might not happen. And I need to still be able to be happy without that happening and have a full life, even if that never is something that happens for me. Hmm. I'm kind of on the same boat with you with that. The only difference I would say is that I tend to be more my end game is more love driven. Like I want a relationship based on love and whatever comes out of that, whether it's marriage or life partners or cohabitation, whatever it ends up being, that's sort of my end game. And anything else that comes out of that is just icing on the top, I guess. Yeah. But contrarily to you, I do have a Pinterest board with my dream wedding on it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're an artist, so, you know, that also Yeah, I'm creative. And I've, the closest I've ever come was I went on a trip to Europe with my then boyfriend who I'd been seeing for several years. And we went with some of his relatives and at least a half a dozen people said, are you ready to me before, during, before as we were getting on the plane and during the trip trying to say, you know, you know what might happen on this trip. You, you know, you, you could get engaged on this trip. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, I am mentally prepared for this. And it wasn't until the plane ride home that I realized, Oh, it never happened. And I wasn't really as upset over it as I thought it was going to (laughs) be. And, uh, this is one of those situations where uh, it uh, things happened the way that they were supposed to happen because I can't imagine myself being married to this guy now. Looking back on it now, I don't even know how I stayed with him for as long as I did without murdering him. So... <laughs> and my, <clears throat> my end game. Um, the most I've lived with an individual has been two years and we lived with his, we lived with his sister and we lived with his sister's daughter and fiance. So it was a really, really, really extended family. My end game, I used to want you know, when they legalized gay marriage, like, you know, all of these people were like, oh, let's get married, let's get married, let's get married. Like, I've never been like that. I just want to be with an- another individual that I love. Mm-hmm. And if it if it evolves into that, then it needs to be involved with both of us talking and that wanting to be the ultimate goal. But... I, I will still introduce people as my him as my partner, 
you know, I, I, I don't need that big extravagant scrapbook of wedding or anything like that. My end game is to just find an individual that's not going to ghost me after two, <laughs> two sentences that is going to be willing to go, go meet for coffee or meet for dinner or just come over and watch a ball game, you know, and be friends, you know? You know, it's funny uh, talking about the wedding scrapbook. I actually took a class in high school and it was the plan your dream wedding class. That literally is to me. It was literally a class where you you go through and you make a budget and you plan for this is how much you're going to pay for your wedding dress. This is how much this is going to cost. And then you you spin like the wheel of what, life and you what did, married and this is how many kids you have. And you sort of have to do like a family planning budget. What did they what did they name it? Wedding economics or something? Oh, God. I can't remember <laughs> They actually had like a mock wedding where we got married in the commons in the lunchroom. <laughs> yeah, it, it is very interesting because the older I get and now that I look at the stuff that I pin on Pinterest, I'm like, my tastes have changed so much. You know, mm-hmm. it's no longer the fairy tale ball gown wedding. Now it's like, okay, what can I find off the rack for under $300 if I ever have to do this on the quick? <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it is it is less important than the the fundamentals as to why you're doing it. You know, it the yeah. pomp and circumstance is not a big whoop de doo anymore. Right. The the saying in front of a community of people, I'm committed to this person, that is that is cool. You know, and I think but I think as you get older, like the big wedding idea, it's like, well, that just really is a lot of money. And really, we just need to declare our love in front of everybody. You know, right. we'll go down to the courthouse or go to the beach. Well, we'll go to the beach. Well, yeah, we're, we're imbued with, I feel, in our, our age group with a little bit more practicality. And also, it's just like we'd been to other people's weddings. You know, yeah. for the most part, we've, we've seen that, you know, and it's just, again, it's like I'm older yeah. now. I've got my own toaster, you know, one of us <laughs> might have to sell our house and move in. It's just like, really, we're going to do this whole Shabazz, like, thing, you know. I already yeah. did I it once, and look how it turned out, so. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you, Scott, like, what are you thinking? Like, do you, you've already been married once, I guess, and it sounds like you're the only one of us who's been married. So how how do you feel about getting married a second time? And what does that look like for you? What are you thinking? Well, I mean, I'm thinking of it from a logical standpoint, like, um, like, uh, you know, it, like you were saying that uh, it, it, it was like, uh, what if something happens to me? Who gets all the stuff? Who comes to the hospital? Who makes the arrangements? You know, some of the legal stuff. But I'm also thinking that I know I'm not going to want to have the big wedding stuff. I already did that once. I'm never doing that again. But I do want to have somebody that is one person that I can be able to share my experiences and hopes with that is just as excited to hear them as it was for me to experience them Mm -hmm. and even better have somebody who will be there to experience them with me. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't really have that the first time around. So, you know, that's something I missed out on and, you know, because I had that experience once before, I know what I want when I if I do it again. And I know I want to do it again, but I know I want to do it again right, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does. It definitely does. I mean, it sounds like we all kind of want the same thing. We would all just have different ideas of what... I think that that marriage word maybe triggers for us, but it sounds like we all ultimately want the same well, kind right. of thing. It just how to, it's not, again, like for us, it's not 
the finish line, you know, Yeah. for some exactly. of us. But there's going to be women out there that feel differently, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, just, definitely. this is a very small sample size. That you're, very <laughs> small and wonderfully odd <laughs> sample size that you're talking to. Yeah. Well, I, I just know I don't want to, I don't want to be with somebody that, you know, writes on their profile that they just want somebody who's going to, who they're going to have for the next couple of years as their next relationship, who wants to invest a couple of years into somebody and not, and then lose that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't, that. I don't really like to date casually. Like if I, I mean, I, if I don't think somebody's going to go anywhere, I, I, I'm like, see ya. It was, you know? Yeah, I, me too. Yeah. I mean, but I also don't write on my profile. I'm looking to get married because I'm, I'm looking to meet a person who then maybe I will want to, like, you know. Right. It's a catch-22 you know I mean? when you're trying to, to do your profiles. Yeah. There's actually a question on OkCupid, and it's like, it says something about how long do you want your next relationship to, to last? And one of the answers is forever. So yeah. I pick forever because that's what I want I don't want to have to date anymore I want to meet someone so I don't have to date anymore and then underneath because of just people get really freaked out about that so underneath it I wrote forever manages to sound both creepy and desperate (laughs) yeah it really does it does I hate that question and it's like you know like I feel like I I don't know that I have anything added under that one, but it's like, I want to be like asterisks. If you're the right person, it's like, you know, I don't. One thing about a lot of the questions on there, you have to pick yes or no. And I understand why they're doing it. But at the same time, it aggravates the shit out of me. And I know a lot of people fill out the explanations and I like reading the explanations because it feels like people have taken the time to think about it. I really want to do this with you guys again. This was so much fun. I yeah, feel this was a like ton of fun. I feel like that between the four of us, we've been able to get some really good stuff talked about. Since you got, you know, since you got a jet, do you want to do one last pitch for your podcast? Yeah. Before we close out. We also have a podcast called Act Like a Man, Think Like a Woman, and you can find it on anchor.fm as well. Do you guys have Thank an email you address very, where anybody can reach you? It is act like a man podcast at gmail.com. Awesome. And I just want to thank you ladies for letting us come on and this was so awesome. Time. Yeah, this was great, you guys. This I'm really glad we were able to have you guys on. So. Thank you so much. I'm going to get going, okay? All right, bye, bye guys. Bye, right. bye, Carl. You've been awesome. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thanks again to Scott and Carl. You guys are great. And thank you again, dear listeners. We couldn't do it without you. We love you. Uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, you want to email us, you can email us at letswipepod at gmail.com. As Amanda likes to say, that's let's swipe with no apostrophe. Um, you can follow us on the gram, uh, the Instagram at let's swipe podcast, which I just learned now is the proper way of saying that. <laughs> um, if you like what you heard and you think it's awesome, you think you've got something to contribute, reach out to us. You know, let's chat. Let's talk. We would love to talk to you. Um, you got stories. You have questions. You want to tell us what we got right or what we got wrong. Let us know. We want to hear from you. And thank you as always. And we love you. And stay safe and stay warm. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.